Good evening, friends, and welcome to Heart of Indie Radio tonight. We are in for a treat. We have an exclusive interview with Charu Suri, a multi-award-winning jazz pianist and composer who has forged a new sound in jazz by combining a trio with Sufi sounds and Indian ragas. Her improvisations have been heralded as singular by multi-Grammy winning composer Arturo O'Farrell. She's a voting member of the Recording Academy, the Grammys, and she became the very first Indian-born jazz composer to premiere her work at the Carnegie Hall. Please welcome Charu Suri to Heart of Indie Radio. How are you? I'm so great, Emmy. It's so wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I oh. love your show. I oh, love your show so you. much. <laughs> well, um, you're you're so sweet to say that. Well, we we love what you're doing. You are just a bundle of love and light, and we are so tickled to have you on the show. And um, we're all fanning out over here at the station. So, tell me, you've obviously had a a, a big career. You've, you've fit us in, so thank you very much for doing that. But uh, I just would love for our listeners to get to know your incredible journey, both as an indie artist, a songwriter, a performer. How did you begin, you know, begin your performance career in music? So I was born in India, and I started playing the piano at a very, very early age. Uh, that's because I grew up in a musical family, but most of the time I was listening to Indian music. So Indian Carnatic music and Indian ragas that I was singing at a very, very early age. And for those of you who are listening and want to know a little bit about ragas, these are Indian modal scales. So they can, they're not exactly Western harmonies, they're more modal harmonies that can be found from various parts of India. There are about 83 uh, ragas, uh, but but probably far, far more that haven't been really recorded. And um, so I started doing that in India, but I also started playing the piano because my father uh, had a job. Um, we briefly worked in Africa as a CEO of a recording, a recording label. And he would bring home so much vinyl and I would listen to music from all genres every single day on the turntable. We would listen to everyone from Michael Jackson to Boney M to ABBA to Miles Davis. And as part of his job, he actually got a piano in his house and I started playing the piano from when I was five years old. And this is what my mother tells me, that once I started playing, I actually never stopped. And she just doesn't know why, but she said that that was the way you were. You just started playing and like a fish took to water, you just started practicing. So she gave me lessons and I continued lessons when I went back to India. I gave lots of concerts, won a lot of awards. And then I came to the United States for college. I, I pursued music at Princeton University. There I had the chance to actually compose more. And I had some work performed by the amazing Yo-Yo Ma and Edgar Meyer, the double bass player. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. Yes, it was amazing. So cool. And I was doing both the my Indian music and uh, all the Western classical music I grew up playing. You know Mozart and Chopin. And then further on in my career, I discovered that I really loved jazz so much, and I started my jazz band. And I really knew that 
that's that's the genre I wanted to bring my my both my Eastern and my Western learnings to a wider audience. And that was how it was all born. Wow. How did you fit all that into one life? (laughs) (laughs) My my brain's going, wait a minute. Whoa. (laughs) But I love, I love the progression though, from, you know, uh, being a child and, and, you know, playing the piano, listening to vinyl records, uh, you know, that your dad brought home, being exposed to all the different styles and then deciding wow, I, I love all of these different types of sounds and now I'm going to make my own, you know, sound, which is, which is clearly uh, prevalent in your music. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's so, it's so different than anything I've heard and it's so gorgeous and it really evokes a lot of emotion, um, especially. Thank you so much. The, yeah, no, I'm, I, I really, I mean that. Uh, I'm, I'm so tickled that, that you're on the show because I think it's, it's really, really nice also. I, I appreciate you explaining a little bit more about, um, you know, culturally what you were exposed to and then bringing that into, uh, you know, your experience of going to Pr- uh, Princeton and, and whatnot. It's it's very helpful. And I apologize to all the listeners because I did pronounce, um, I did not say ra- uh, Raja very well, did I? I totally botched it's that. Ragas. Pop- no, <laughs> Raga. no, it's so, so fine. <laughs> but I'm learning, oh, folks, good. I'm learning. Um, and I think... What's really fascinating to me is that, you know, you've, you've obviously, you've, you've played a lot, you've done lots and lots of big concerts, but how amazing it must have been to premiere your work mm-hmm. at the Carnegie Hall. I mean, what was, was that like? Yeah, it I, was I just, really unreal. <laughs> to walk us through like the five minutes before the show is going to start. Did you feel, did you feel butterflies? Did you feel like you were going to faint? I want to be there with you <laughs> experiencing well, it. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you, this is a story that you're probably not going to believe, but it's absolutely true. So first of all, to get, you know, a, a gig, a date on at Carnegie Hall is, is everybody's dream. I think every musician's dream. It, it was certainly my dream since I was, was a child. And it was a pipe dream for many years. But then I contacted them, sent them my portfolio, and then we got a date in in December. And that was just completely surreal. But I think, you know, that was after my first album had come out. It had won a Global Music Award. And I said, it's time to take it to the next level and let's see how high we can go. And then I wanted to really debut the Book of Ragas at Carnegie Hall. I wanted a sound that nobody had really, you know, created in jazz to be in the very, in the, in my, probably the most favorite auditorium that I've ever gone to and, and, and would, would dream of playing on. So we got an amazing date on December 19th. We sold a lot of tickets, which was fantastic for our first gig there, but you will not believe this. And I, I say that I tell the story to, to so many people and their jaw just drops. So this book of ragas has a Sufi singer in it. So it's for jazz trio. It's scored for piano, double bass and drums. And on top of these jazz harmonies is a Sufi singer, which is a mystical uh, usually Sufi traditions are all mystical singers. They were very popular in Turkey and now in Pakistan and India. They're doing these beautiful layers of improv vocals over these jazz harmonies and melodies. And it's, 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 it's absolutely stunning. But it's also very specialized. 
the day before our Carnegie Hall gig, the singer that I had been rehearsing with for months, she got laryngitis. Mm. And we were all, you know, the whole band was like, what are we going to do? We have this show tomorrow at Carnegie Hall. And we don't know any other Sufi singer in New York. I mean, it's so specialized. And she was so amazing on the album. Uh, my first Sufi singer, Apurva, Apurva. She was absolutely fantastic. She gave it so much love and attention and affection. We were like, how can we possibly, possibly get someone like her? So we had resigned to doing it after, you know, hours of deliberation we had designed resigned to doing that evening which was we were going to be premiering both the songbook I was releasing a songbook album that I had composed and I have my songbook singer Danny Rhodes Daniel Aaron Rhodes ready to go and she was wonderful and the second half would be the raga jazz and the Sufi pieces so two distinct voices in one band I wanted to show the audience the possibilities of jazz, how much one band or can do in that one genre of jazz and how much we could stretch it. So I wanted to take listeners on a journey from the classical. So I have had pieces like bluesy and seasons that I had written in the songbook vein. And then gradually as the evening wore on, I wanted to take them to the realm of the ragas, which are supposed to be played according to the time of day, and they would be immersed in this lovely world of East meets West. And that was my thinking behind this entire evening at Carnegie Hall. And of course, once I heard the Sufi singer was going to be incapacitated for the second half, I was a little nervous, but then I said, okay, there's got to be a way around this. So on the morning of our show, Emmy, I'm not kidding you, I started calling people because I knew my singer wasn't going to be able to sing. I started calling people. I said, do you know any Sufi singers around? And they're like, you're kidding me, right? Like, I mean, I know a Broadway singer. I can sing bluegrass. I can sing, you know, you but girl, what are you talking about? Sufi singer? No, I don't know any Sufi singers. And I was like, okay, all right, never mind. I'll just keep trying. And then I, I reached out to a friend of mine who had played in our Ragas recording. He's a guitarist. His name is David Ellen Boggan. He runs this amazing series called Brooklyn Raga Massive. It's, it's filled with very talented people doing work similar to what I'm doing. They're taking Ragas and they're, you know, putting a fresh mold on it. Uh, I called him and I said, and do you know any Sufi singers in New York? He's like, yes, I actually do. And his name is Umar Paracha. Uh, give him a call. I said, but he lives in Philadelphia. I said, no, he just moved to New York City. So give him a call. I called him at about 930. Uh, at that day is when my, my, my album just dropped. So he was able to listen to the album. He listened to my predicament and my album. And he said, you know, all these guzzles that we're improving off, I know them. I can learn this. We, I rushed into Times Square. I rented a studio. I rehearsed my new music. This is new music. He had learned my music in a matter of four or five hours. He came and he performed. He re we rehearsed with the band maybe a couple of times. And he stole the show. We got a standing ovation at the end of the night. It was 
absolutely surreal. I, I felt like I was running on fumes the entire day. Wow. That's incredible. I love that story. I feel like I'm in a movie. Like it, it needs to be it a was. feature film of movie. the whole moment. It's just, and, and I, I love your perseverance. You were like, okay, I'm just going to keep calling people. It's just, it's, it's surreal, but I, how beautiful. And that must've been such a magical moment when you, when you did step onto that stage, knowing the full history of what had happened and being able to, to play and share your amazing East East meets West music must have been such a powerful feeling of, of triumph. Yeah. Beautiful. It was such a beautiful, beautiful experience. Everything was like a musical jukebox. Once you open it, it's just sort of like unfolded like perfectly with me looking at the audience. We performed it while auditorium which has a little over 200 200 seats a um, little over 250 seats so it was like I was able to see the audience almost make eye contact but also see and connect with the members on the stage you could hear a pin drop he dropped a pin on the stage and right on the balcony you could hear everything so we had zero amplification we had zero microphones and all the sufi singing my piano playing the songbook singer every every little note just resonated just perfectly and i had never been in a setting especially performing because um, you know, when you go play at restaurants or bars or even, you know, in hotels and resorts, there's always someone talking or there's, you know, echoes. But in that space, there was it was just us and the music. And it was just very, very, very special. So beautiful. I just felt like this is the way music is meant to be. So oh, that's yeah. just absolutely that's magical. I'm, I, I would love to hear the, the recording of, of that I, I'm ho- I'm hoping that that's in your library uh, of, of of sounds that you that you had someone capture the performance um, but to have been there live would have been uh, you know absolutely tremendous I, I'd love for our listeners to continue this amazing journey with you and to support your music and and who you are uh, because you are just gorgeous and the world needs more light warriors like you so please tell us how we can find you on social media as well as uh, listen to your music especially your brand new uh, single a little joy which is just gorgeous so if you could just tell us how to reach you that would be fantastic absolutely and thank you so much that's that's so lovely of you so i'm very active on social media and sometimes i post little jazz pieces that i've been doing on twitter i'm at charu suri music and the same handle is on Instagram, Charu Suri Music, C-H-A-R-U-S-U-R-I Music. And on Facebook, I'm on at Charu Suri Trio. So everything that's going on in my life, I, I put on these social handles. I'm also on, um, on the website, just charusuri.com. I have a list of upcoming performances and people can sign up to get my newsletters and keep up to date. 
Oh, awesome. Well, I, I'm just, I'm so proud of you. And I, I, I just can't thank you enough for being on the show tonight. And, uh, you know, we're going to be listening to a little joy a little bit later on the, on the program, which is uh, written and composed by Charu Suri. So thank you so much, honey, for being on the show and, and, and blessings to you and your family. Oh, thank you, Emmy, for having me. It was so lovely of you. Um, I wish you the same. I love your music, too. Thank you so much. Alrighty, folks, so we've had, had an exclusive interview with Charu Suri right here on Heart of Indie Radio. You can email us at heartofindieradio at gmail.com or you can DM us on Twitter and on Instagram at Heart of Indie. Let us know what you thought of tonight's interview. Thanks, folks. Let's get back to the music right here on Heart of Indie Radio. <laughs> 